Welcome to Vegan Boss Radio, where we will be talking about all things related to business, health, and lifestyle. We connect with passionate vegans from around the world so they can share their stories, challenges, and what it's like to navigate being vegan in a non-vegan world. Hey, vegan bosses. This is episode 26, and it's sponsored by Plant Life Nutrition. Plant Life is a fully vegan health food store located in Vancouver, BC, Canada. You can shop in-store or online at plantlifenutrition.ca. And to get 10% off your purchase, use the coupon code VEGANBOSS at checkout. Shauna, did you want to share any new products that Plant Life is carrying? Yeah, there is a new um, cheese sauce that is a blend of pumpkin puree and cashews. It's really tasty. The brand is Core and Rind. And then we have a Tom Yum soup mix. So there are going to be more like grocery type items in the store. So that's exciting. Um, this one is a soup paste and dried herbs. And then Safi Sana has a herbal moringa tea blend that includes hibiscus and lemongrass with the moringa. Um, if you go on nutritionfacts.org, which is Mike, Dr. Michael Greger's uh, nutrition site, it and look up hibiscus, it is one of the highest rated in terms of antioxidant content. Mm, okay. So it's a great way to up the variety in your diet and up the antioxidants that you're consuming. To shop these products and more, go to plantlifenutrition.ca And don't forget to use your coupon code VEGANBOSS to get 10% off your order. So welcome to today's episode. We are your hosts. I am Shauna Barker. And I'm Megan Barker. And in this episode, we interviewed Julia Murray. Um, Now, this was a little while ago, so we have a few updates from Julia, which is really exciting. Um, Her 8020 Plants app, there's a new version out now um, as of January 1st. So you can follow 8020 Plants on Instagram for updates and how to sign up. Julia is working with Complement, which is a supplement company, as well as No Meat Athlete as their social and community manager. The Whistler Vegan Festival has a podcast. So season one has completed and there's 18 amazing interviews. So people can find that on um, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the Whistler Vegan Fest podcast. And then the first Whistler virtual vegan fest happened in the summer of 2020. And there was an amazing lineup and they were able to raise funds for an animal sanctuary here in BC called Happy Herd, as well as the Whistler Food Bank. Hello and welcome to Vegan Boss Radio. We're here today over Skype with Julia Murray. Now she is a plant-based Olympian, a registered holistic nutritionist, founder of Hooked on Plants, 80-20 plants, (laughs) plants. Yeah, definitely a lot going on, but it's all kind of uh, meshes in together. But it's a great time to work on things, you know, during COVID. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. How have you been doing? Like, how has your lifestyle changed and your community? Yeah, I've been um, honestly kind of busier than ever because of all this stuff, but uh, also busy on Zoom. Like, so many people want to chat more than ever. You know, it's people that I haven't seen in so long. They're like, you want to FaceTime? Like, okay, we'd never do that normally, but let's do it. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting living through this time all together. I think that hopefully we come out of it with, um, you know, some positive silver linings. Right now, I just saw that the one of the ozone the ozone layer just closed up one of the holes in the ozone layer just because the you know mother nature is having a break which is amazing so there's definitely some good things going on as well as the devastating part i've always worked from home and been an entrepreneur so for me it hasn't changed too much um i'm actually getting into the podcast world <laughs> so exciting. A, yeah it is exciting isn't it it's like a whole other realm <laughs> um yeah, so I'm co-hosting the No Meat Athlete Radio, and then I'm also starting the Whistler Vegan Fest podcast with my partner, Andrea. So definitely, uh, yeah, a lot more entrepreneurial creativity going on. Like, I've got, you know, I've, I try to get my workout in the morning and then work throughout the day like it's normal work day and then um, try to hang out with my husband at night. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been vegan for? And did you want to like share a little bit about your just your whole vegan journey, how you got started? Ah, sure. Um, so I've been vegan for about five years now. And uh, maybe I should go way back. I, I grew up in Whistler. And I ended up going to the Olympics in 2010 for ski cross after ski racing my whole life. Um, and then after retiring from ski cross, I actually retired because I had two blown ACLs like one right before the Olympics and I was a metal contender and I blew my ACL MCL and got a tibial bone bruise and oh you know, the works <laughs> like such bad timing. Um, and, and then after I, I did that, I ended up competing a month after in, in the Olympics and, uh, that's kind of against the doctor's orders, but it was my dream, you know? So I did that at my home hometown Olympics and it was amazing. Ended up 12th and got surgery right after and then, um, and then after that, I ended up, you know, rehabbing, coming back, coming back to the ski cross world. And I just as I was getting my confidence back, we went to X Games, and I blew my knee again, like a week before, oh. yeah, like a week before the World Championship. So another massive race. And my timing was just horrible, <laughs> but I ended up competing at the World Championships and coming second place. And after that, I got a full reconstruction again, but this time it was really bad cartilage damage. So they had to drill a bunch of holes in my bare bone and then cartilage seeps through and creates new cartilage while I slept with this continuous passive motion machine for three weeks after the surgery so the cartilage could grow back. That um, intense. Yeah, it was, it was a crazy surgery. And then uh, after that, I kind of decided that I would move on to the next chapter of life because... Uh, you know, there's a lot more to competition, even though it was my entire world for so long. It was it was just time to move on. So I went to school for communications at Capilano University. And then I ended up creating my breakfast cereal, Jules Fuel, um, which I'm saying goodbye to now because I've got other things to work on. But that's what got me into nutrition. And I then started uh, the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition course, just because I, I needed something by my name with a breakfast cereal that I was slinging at farmer's <laughs> markets. I'm like, yeah, I'm a nutritionist too. So that helped there. Um, and that course got me into the whole vegan vegan world. Um, first of all, it was because, you know, I had a lot of inflammation in my knee from all the surgeries. And so I saw so many times the the textbooks were always pointing for plant to plants for anti-inflammatory benefits and all that good stuff, antioxidants. And so at first it was like, oh wow, maybe I can, you know, have less inflammation in my knee. 
And then also I just love to eat and I realized that plants are super high nutrient dense and low calorie, low calorie dense. So I'm like, okay, that's a perfect combination. So I'm just going to eat more plants. And, uh, and from there, that's when I got really deep into, uh, you know, all the vegan things, which I'm sure you girls did too, when you got into veganism, it's like, okay, there's the health aspect of them. But then I watched Caspiracy and then I got into the environmental aspect and watched Earthlings finally after so long of, you know, avoiding it. Um, but I think that that was the most important part of my whole vegan journey was watching that movie because I didn't even make it all the way through. But then I just realized, you know, that's that's the reason I'm going to be vegan for life. It's for the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's quite the journey. And that's when Hooked on Plants started because I I was the only vegan that I knew. Like, I, there's nobody in my world that was even close to being vegan. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to just talk to people about it yet, because I'm not really entirely sure how to answer all these questions and, mm-hmm. and everything. I just knew that I was doing something really important and right. And, you know, I wish I had done it sooner. But I just poured all of my information that I was learning on Hooked on Plants and into the Why Vegan page there. And uh, anytime anyone asked me any questions, I was like, just check out my blog because I I can't answer any questions right now. Just go and look at all the information I threw down there. Um, and then I started sharing it in, you know, a positive way through delicious food and everything like that. So originally Hooked on Plants was a blog, but also for your cereal? So my cereal was kind of separate. It was Jules Fuel is kind of its own little um, entity, I guess. And, uh, yeah, that was about seven years I did that for, and really it was just an excuse to hang out with my mom and demo. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was really interesting kind of a step away from competition then into a whole new, you know, entrepreneurial kind of thing. And I learned a lot through that process, but, um, yeah, I just kind of got over demoing in grocery stores and everything and everyone loved it but I was like oh I I just have to shift you know as an entrepreneur sometimes that has to happen and then hooked on plants was kind of the door that opened me up to this to everything else that I'm now doing so athletics it sounds like you've been involved with for a long time um after all of like your knee surgeries and everything now as a plant-based athlete versus being like a non-vegan athlete before did you notice anything in terms of like recovery or like endurance stuff like that yeah yeah great question um I did I definitely noticed a lot of a difference in my knee because I I run every day now and I barely see any inflammation and um and before I you know I would wake up and it would be super achy and it went through the ringer so you know it's, it's definitely kind of interesting for me to see what the plant-based diet could do because I was going plant-based just after I got all that surgery done. So I wasn't plant-based when I was going through it and I really wish I was and, um, but I wasn't. And now I can just, you know, eliminate that chronic inflammation and run every day. What did you think of the Game Changers movie? I'm sure you went and saw that when it came out. Yeah, it was so good, wasn't it? Well, we actually, um, we put together an event in Whistler because I was like, oh my God, this is so good. Like there's so many of my athletic friends that can be opened up to this world now through this awesome movie. So so yeah, we had the Raven Room put on a whole vegan dinner and we sold out two of the theaters wow. that night for the premiere. And yeah, it was totally, it exceeded my expectations. And James Wilkes is so 
um, amazing for the plant-based community because he's such a man, you know, like everyone, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, no, there's not many manly men and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, you can be so hardcore and be vegan. <laughs> and, and so, you know, backed up by science. I don't know if you guys listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with him, like yeah. three and a half hours. Oh, man. Yeah. So much great information. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's made a huge impact, um, you know, with my friend circle in Whistler with all these um, extreme athletes and uh, a lot of them want to go more plant-based because of the environment. And after game changes, a lot of them were like, okay, that's it. I'm going vegan. And I don't know how many of them are actually sticking to it, but I think a lot of them probably are. Yeah. That's so good. And I'm really glad to hear um, that you felt drawn to veganism going through nutrition school because mm-hmm. I, I don't know, I feel like it wasn't um, covered in that much detail when I was there anyways. And I went to like UBC as well for nutrition and same with there. It's just like they just warn you about all of the pitfalls. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really nice to hear your story, um, like your experience going through that um, mm-hmm. at CSNN and coming out more plant-based. Yeah, no, it is true. Sometimes they um, they give you a bit of that fear factor. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, but only if you plan it perfectly. Otherwise, you'll be deficient in everything. And, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, a lot of a lot of the arrows, like I said, pointed to plants for inflammation. And I'm like, man, why not just eat all the plants if they have every single nutrient we need to thrive? Mm-hmm. And you know, animal products have saturated fat and cholesterol and hormones and then synthetic hormones sometimes and antibiotics and it's like this package that isn't great for our body um, detrimental to our body you know um, and leads to a bunch of chronic inflammation and chronic disease and whereas plants have this package packed with fiber and nutrients and you know vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients and micronutrients everything and and tons of fiber which is amazing for the gut and inflammation and you can get every single nutrient you need from plants when you first went vegan did you get it right right away um i took my time so which i kind of recommend everyone does i know that a lot of people can go vegan overnight and i think that's amazing but at the same time i think that with your gut it's really important to just take your time with things and you know it's a lifetime of of habits that you're trying to change overnight, which is just not going to go well. So if you just take your time and don't be hard on yourself and it's all about progress, not perfection. For me, it took about a year. I think I didn't like write down the dates or anything, but I'm pretty sure it was about a year. And, you know, living with Davey, he wasn't vegan at first. So I was kind of cooking, um, an animal product on the side and then he would have that and then eventually it was like okay you cook your own animal product I want to cook it and then eventually it was like I don't want it in the house and he understood because he started watching all the documentaries too and eventually he went vegan as well and he's still vegan um and yeah so it was just it was just a process and I took my time with it which I think is is the right thing to do. Yeah, I think so too. Just makes it seem like more attainable for people to take it like a step at a time. Mm-hmm. Do you coach uh, people for nutrition for if they're like a vegan athlete? Is that what the 80-20? Uh, yeah, so 80-20 plants is, um, it's all about 80% whole food plant-based and 20% indulgent vegan foods. Yeah. And uh and it's also all about not judging people if they don't make it to that 100% vegan. It's like that 20% you can kind of do with do with what you want. But 
Um, we recommend indulgent vegan foods because they're so good. Yes. But to focus on the whole plant-based foods for that 80%. So it's an app and it's got like one-on-one coaching. So it's me and um, Plants First Nutrition. You know her? She's in Vancouver as well. Okay. She's a coach for us as well. And then uh, and Claire Minded. And it's all of us in the coaching realm and it's all one-on-one. Right now there's a big uh, free trial going on. So there's tons of questions coming in. It's crazy. But really interesting to, to just see like the common issues in people going vegan or people that are vegan and just need a little extra help and, and going more plant-based or sorry, whole food plant-based. Um, yeah, and there's a community and then there's video lessons for me throughout the whole program. And yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm really excited to be a part of it all. I didn't realize it was an app. So people can yeah. download the app, mm-hmm. app and then it is like, are there different levels that you can get like a paid version or a free version? Or is it just like once you sign up, you get everything on the app? Once you sign up, you get everything. And yeah, it's like we call it your best friend for better eating. <laughs> so it's everything that you need to go vegan. And pretty much what I really wish I had when I was going vegan, because I was just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, a shot in the dark. I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And yeah. So it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's in the app store. It's pretty was cool. Was it hard like, to develop okay. it into uh, an app? I think you're our first guest so far who's had their own app, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's, uh, it's quite the awesome team behind it all. I'm not the only one. We've got, I think, nine, eight people. Um, some from No Meat Athlete, some from Complement, which is the, do you know, protein powder and um, the supplements, Complement. Like is that the one that came out like with DHA, B12, and vitamin D3 yeah. all in one? Nice. Exactly. Yeah. So they have a protein powder now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, all yeah. based on Whole Foods. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's them and me and uh, and then an app developer too, Matt Yeager. And then so it's kind of a, a really great team to be a part of. Yeah, it's not just me. I would not know where to start to create yeah. actual apps. <laughs> big undertaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned you're getting, uh, you're seeing some common like issues that are coming in through the questions on the app. Yeah. Did you want to share what some of um, like the most asked questions are and like the where all the confusion and issues are? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, well, I think first of all, it's like, where do you start when you're going vegan? And um, throughout the program, we have phases. So first of all, it's, you know, start with whole food plant-based breakfast for a week, and then you add in snacks, and then you add in lunch, and then you add in dinner, and then you focus on like, what do you want to do with this? Do you want to lose weight? Do you have a chronic disease? Um, all these different personal issues. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of the time we just help people like, figure out their why, first of all, which I think is so important when you're going vegan. And for me, at first it was, you know, health and then environment and then the animals was the major why. You know, I just I just realized that there's no way that you can kill someone who wants to live. There's no humane or ethical way to do that, like full stop. There's no way. And I just realized that, you know, what the what the animals were going through and yeah, it's it's kind of crazy when you actually understand and realize that. And it's like, oh, God, how, how could I support that um, throughout my whole life and not realize? But it's just all, all hidden from us. Um, yeah, so figure out your why is number one. And then from there, it's all about having that community, which is, you know, 80, plant, 80 20 plants has a great community. But for me, when I was going vegan, it was kind of it was YouTube and then it was Instagram because I, di- I didn't know anyone in my life doing it. Um and then also, you know, making sure that you can 
you can still making sure that you know that you can have everything that you ever loved. So a lot of the, all, a lot of the questions that we answer are all about veganizing old favorites and like recipes and hacks that you can do for that. Um, and then weight loss comes up a lot as well. So people, a lot of people come into 80, 20 plants, like as a diet mentality. And we're like, no, no, 80, 20 plants is all about eating in abundance and you'll lose weight because of this, because you're eating whole plant foods and you're minimizing the processed foods and you're getting rid of animal products. And that's, you know, the, the plant package is the perfect package for losing weight. So we, we deal with a lot of weight loss questions <laughs> for sure. Do you have a lot of people who um, have questions about like they went vegan, it didn't work for them, and they're like saying that they can't do it, like any ex-vegans basically? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the questions we ask them at first. It's like, have have you been vegan before? And then, and then if they have, then we ask them, you know, what was your issue? And a lot of them were just like, we deal a lot with um, social settings too. So sometimes people are, are just, you know, um, scared about the awkwardness that they're going to bring to the dinner table or like, you know, go to going to barbecues and being the only vegan. And so in the videos, we go through a lot of that and dealing with friends and family and just um, our whole vibe is just very light. And just like just like how I I typically act in my life. Right. It's like you just focus on the positive and help people from where they're at and plant seeds and don't push because, you know, that's that's kind of the only way that you can actually reach people and, and uh, relate to people is if they trust you and they want to, you know, chat with you. If you're, if you're kind of a crazy vegan, no one wants to really talk to you. So yeah. <laughs> you gotta just be a chill vegan. Um, yeah. So we deal, we deal a lot with that kind of stuff. That's great. Um, <laughs> you mentioned that when you first went vegan, you were like the only one of like your friends and family that, you know, made that decision. Did you experience any pushback or concern from your close friends or family or was everyone like super accepting right away? Well, my mom, I should say growing up, she was super healthy all the time. Like she, I would be the person, be the kid in school with like the healthy snacks and healthy, you know, carrot sticks instead of chips. I would try to trade. It would never work. <laughs> um, so she's she was always kind of up on like the next nutrition thing. Uh, we actually tried the Atkins diet and the cabbage soup diet, like because that was such a big deal, and there was all this kind of research behind it at the time. And now I just like I look at that research, and I'm just like, oh god, mom, why do we do that? <laughs> um, but no, she is now vegan as well. So she she definitely is one to, you know, read all the research and she got into the China study and eat to live by Joel Furman, um, and proteinaholic by Garth Davis and all these awesome books, um, supporting the science behind the plant-based diet for longevity. And she is just like so active. She's like mountain biker skier. She was a world champion freestyle skier back in the day. Yeah. My dad was actually a crazy Canuck, like Dave Murray, um, downhill ski racer. Okay. Uh, yeah. And now my stepdad, Ray, is uh, pretty plant-based as well. So they all kind of hopped on the bandwagon, which is really cool to see. And mainly just because they want to do all the activities they're doing now for as long as possible and stick around for as long as they can to hang out. And um, yeah, so I was really lucky to have that support from from my parents, for sure. And then like social situations, were there ever times that you felt like uncomfortable talking about being vegan or 
like showing up with your own food <laughs> to a dinner yeah. party or something? Yeah, I I think that I've just always been a people pleaser and I just want everyone in the room to be comfortable and happy and I just hate conflict. Um, and so, and yeah, so I definitely had some, some times where I was like, I didn't want anyone to feel bad, but I sort of was like, maybe I should talk about what's on the plate and, and tell them like the reason why I'm doing this, but I didn't really want to bring it up because it was dinner time. You know, everyone kind of goes through that when you're going vegan, I think. Um, and I think that that also, it's not something to be afraid of that awkwardness when you're going vegan, because the dinner table is just not the right place to talk about any of it. I think, um, you know, just enjoy the people that you're with. And that's sort of what I was, what I tried to do. I just kind of let them do their thing. I would eat the sides or I'd bring my own thing and just enjoy the whole reason I was there, which is for the people. And then, uh, you know, I started my Instagram, my blog. So anytime they wanted to check anything out, they could if they wanted to. And then just planting seeds here and there, like, oh, you should check out this book or, oh my God, have you seen that documentary? And make it completely um, outside of the dinner table and the and that time. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. But I found like most of the time it was the people that I was having dinner with that were like asking me a million questions. <laughs> And sometimes it was like, like teasing or like, it's funny how like, we just want to like peacefully enjoy our meal. <laughs> and then a lot of times people are the ones like that won't stop asking questions it about it. It keeps us on our toes. Yeah, like, for sure. Just always having to practice <laughs> and be up on the new information and, you know, practice keeping our cool and everything. Yeah, yeah I think that um, just lightly saying something back, like, you know, not ever getting in an argument about nutrition or anything is is probably really important because that that just makes them more defensive. Um, I think the best thing to do in that scenario is just to say, oh, I can send you some links after and like, how's your dog? You know, yeah. <laughs> change the topic at that time um, and say, oh, my God, this, you know, this these potatoes are amazing, like something that you're both enjoying, just kind of, you know, common ground. Yeah. Um, but then also, you know, the the longer you're vegan, the more you you know how to talk about it and the less awkward you are about it <laughs> and also kind of the less um fiery passion there is because I know in the beginning I was just like oh I wanted to tell everyone and like shake them you know like watch this movie and what you know just everything but then um once you kind of get into the vegan lifestyle and understand that we're not living in a vegan world and you can love and love people that aren't vegan just as much as you did before because it's all about compassion and it's all about meeting them where they are and not making anyone feel bad about anything. Um, and then just, yeah, planting positive seeds. And eventually, like, I've seen it within my friend group. They, people are like, oh, interesting. You're weird. Awesome. Yeah. Let's just continue. And then, and then a couple of years later, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try going vegan. Like, oh, really? And, and a lot of that was because I planted seeds earlier and it was in a positive way. It wasn't, you know, aggressive in any way. So it's just about me meeting people where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, food is always such a great way of connecting with people and sharing recipes. Um, being that we're, we've been on lockdown and more people are cooking from home, do you have any favorite recipes that you'd like to share with listeners? Any favorites that you've been enjoying lately? Oh, there's so many recipes. I, oh man, okay, you put me on the spot. <laughs> so much I mean, running through your mind right now. So much, yeah. Um, okay, well, I, I love a good pasta. Mm-hmm. And 
I sometimes use like cashews to thicken it, but sometimes I feel like that's a little bit too heavy. So I've been using white beans to replace everything that's like needing that creaminess. So um, yeah, like a white bean. I made pasta the other night. It was a white bean um, with with steamed potatoes and steamed cauliflower. So all that in the blender. And then with some nutritional yeast, some miso paste for that like umami salty flavor. And what else? Oh, and a bit of Bragg's liquid aminos maybe. And some salt. And then you blend that up and it's like such a delicious pasta sauce. And it's all veggies and some beans. That sounds really good. I've never tried it with the beans before. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And it's like light and you can eat as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? I don't know. We've just, I've been honestly not in the kitchen as much because of all this stuff I've got going on. And I'm like, Davey, give me something. <laughs> and then he pulls out the guardian fish sticks. And I'm like, okay, whatever. We'll have a big salad. <laughs> yeah, last night is so funny, like what you were just talking about, because I had some like quinoa chickpea blend pasta noodles. And I didn't have anything for like a sauce. Um, so I blended up uh, like a few cashews. So it wasn't like really thick, like you were talking about and rich and Mm -hmm. like a cup of cherry tomatoes and like a clove of garlic and a bit of soy sauce and a bit of nutritional yeast. And it was, was just so delicious. And then I had like, uh, steamed asparagus mixed in that. So we're going to have that that for leftovers. leftovers. Oh good. (laughs) I get to try it. (laughs) I know it's like dinner time. We're probably all getting so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you guys looked at the wicked healthy, um, cookbook before? Wicked healthy? Wicked healthy. It's by the, Mm. the Sarno brothers. That's actually who I've heard of them from. Um, they've got the Ruby, Ruby school, Chad Sarno. Um, but anyways, their cookbook is amazing when it comes to like making plants into meat so they're like mushroom masters and they make mushroom steaks out of oyster mushrooms and like like um scalloped scallops out of uh oyster mushrooms and all that deliciousness you gotta check it out yeah that sounds good it sounds like you have had a lot of experience with running businesses and being an entrepreneur and staying just really productive while working from home and during this whole pandemic Do you have any tips for our aspiring entrepreneurs or small business owners that are listening to this that are maybe struggling right now? Yeah, that's a good point because it's kind of thrown everything out of whack, isn't it, (laughs) routine-wise? For entrepreneurs that don't know what to do yet, I think the best advice that I have and kind of what I've seen over like the time, the last five years of molding into everything I'm doing now is just to start somewhere and start somewhere that you actually, you know, you feel passion, you feel excitement because it really doesn't feel like work when you're really excited to work on something. And that's, I think the key to actually being um, successful and just like happy in what you're doing is just be happy doing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just, just try everything. And eventually you'll find that one thing that, that you're excited about. And I think the vegan community too, um, entrepreneurs in the vegan community, I have so much support from everyone else in the vegan community because we're all here to do the same thing. You know, that's the main, the main goal is to help all the animals. So um, that's my advice for that, for starting. And then moving forward to now, if you're an entrepreneur and dealing with COVID, I mean, I've had to shift a lot of things around. And I think that, you know, if you've never worked from home before, then now is the time to kind of 
now that we're, we're kind of deeper into COVID, it's not really a staycation anymore. It's not that same <laughs> feeling. Kind of what it felt like in the beginning. It's like, oh, okay, staycation. Yeah. Um, for a lot of people anyways, I thought everyone was working on the gardens and still are. Um, but just make a routine, I think. So just make sure that you kind of, you can time manage properly so you don't um, get lost in the day. Because when I, I've been working from home since I went to school and I've kind of kind of figured out time blocking and, um, you know, focusing on one thing at a time is so important, which I honestly don't do all the time. And I get super fluttery in the brain. I'm like, oh, I just I float from one part of my computer to the next and focus on too many different things in one time. And after an hour, I'm like, oh, man, I didn't get anything really important done. So I think focus on one thing at a time and also get the most annoying thing or the biggest thing in your brain done in the first part of the day because then you feel like you're you're productive right away and that's out of your mind otherwise you can procrastinate until the day is over and then it's not done are you a and list maker like do you like writing things down and physically checking them off as you go <laughs> you should see my my desk right <laughs> um i am a list maker but I just like, it's just an ongoing list and I don't check them off. I've got to figure out, I just got to check them off. Like, I like, I like writing lists and it's like out of my mind and, but then there's no point because I just, I don't look at it. I ended up, I end up finishing them somehow, but I just got to look back at my list and check them off. That'll be way better. Yeah, the checking off part is like the most satisfying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I make like multiple lists in multiple places and then I have to like merge like list to make a new list. Yeah. And it only makes fun. sense to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. Sure. I think it's an ongoing um, process of kind of figuring out how you work well at home with yourself and like without a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And especially with having different projects on the go, like we can really relate to that, like with the podcast and then plant life and then our own businesses, there's so many different moving pieces. Um, like what we've been doing is we'll try to like pick a certain day and that is like just dedicated for synergy or like we'll have a day just dedicated to vegan boss. Yeah. Do you find that you That's need days that are dedicated because you have so many projects on the go like I'm just so curious if you will work on multiple ones throughout the same day or if you kind of divide them up like that as well um I wish I could just do one day for you know stay wild one day for hooked on plants one day for 80 20 one day for the fest but every single day there's something that I that I need to do for each of them so I I definitely um have those days where I'm like kind of going crazy but then I kind of ground myself again and say okay focus on this one thing mm -hmm. and get that done and be like okay check um were there any uh last tips that you wanted to leave for our listeners maybe in terms of adapting to a vegan diet or vegan athletics um well yeah, I mean, I guess just if you have any questions, reach out to you guys or me on Instagram and like just just know that we're not judgmental at all. Like if you're trying to go vegan, um, ask any question, like no question is stupid. And we just want you to be, you know, welcomed into this community. And if you don't want to go vegan fully, that's fine, too. Like you, you don't have to put a label on it. Um, and yeah, watch Earthlinks. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story and for being here with us.
Thank um, you guys. I'm awesome talking with you and we really appreciate it. Thanks you guys for everything that you're doing. It's amazing to see. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to Vegan Boss Radio. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave a rating, review, and subscribe to our channel so you can get updates about new episodes. And if you're on Instagram, you can find us on there at vegan underscore boss. We would love to connect with you. 